BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Giants Insider Podcast on CSNBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco Giants Insider, Alex Pavlovich. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first emergency podcast. Yeah. We were on we, need we were on call for an emergency podcast for, for a while. <laughs> we thought we were going to do a Stanton emergency podcast, maybe an yeah. Otani emergency podcast. This is... The Evan Longoria emergency podcast. And, and right off the bat, I'll just get to that. It's the off season, so there's a chance, as we've talked about, I'm here with Ahmed Farid, that like Jay Bruce will be a giant by the time this posts <laughs> or something else will yeah. happen. So we're just going to talk Longoria for now. We will continue to wrap up everything as we do this regularly. But this is just about today's move, which was Evan Longoria for Denard Span, or more accurately, Denard Span's 2018 CBT tax number, uh, Christian Arroyo, who we all know, and then two pitching prospects who are low-level guys. I think consensus on both of them was kind of at least crook. I saw him last year, throws hard, but you know you never know where the ball is going. So we will see how it all works out. But you tweeted something interesting that I think should make Giants fans feel a little bit better no matter how they feel about this deal. So I'm sure you've heard a lot already as a Giants fan about his age, 32, coming off a season where his OPS plus was 100, which is exactly league average. Exactly. And so you say, okay, uh uh-oh, that's not a superstar. That's just a a guy at that point, which maybe is true from last year. It was the lowest OPS plus he's had in his career, but that did happen last year. Uh, But even with that, yeah, I tweeted this out. You'll look at what the Giants did at third base last year, which surprised me a little bit because, you know, Eduardo Nunez had a pretty good year. Some of those numbers uh, were accumulated when he was playing in left field, uh, but he was good, good enough to find his way to Boston for their playoff run. But the Giants' third base numbers last year, average, 216, last. OPS, last, 568. They had nine home runs from their third baseman. Uh, Fielding percentage was 985, if you want to throw that in there. Um, but just every offensive category last year, I knew left field was a hole for him last year. I didn't realize how much third base was a hole for him in 2017. So it's, it's a huge upgrade when you just look at what they had last year. Yeah, I think you talk about Arroyo uh, or Nunez, like you said, and then also Arroyo had a week there where he padded all those numbers and, and had a couple other big moments. Um, but, yeah, for over the course of the year, Pablo certainly played a big part of that. Ryder August, Jones, Ryder Jones yeah. struggled quite a bit in the second half. So it was not good. Evan Longoria, no matter what you think of, of this deal, he is a huge upgrade in that respect. I mean, he's a gold glove winner last year. He has 20 home runs pretty much every single year, hit 36 two years ago. So he is clearly a huge upgrade um, for the 2018 Giants and, and, you know, for a couple more years going 
past that, I think they feel pretty comfortable about the way he will age, uh, the shape he keeps himself in and playing at that ballpark, playing on the grass, they think should help him. Um, we heard all that today. Now the flip side of that, and which is why I think this was not your typical acquire an all-star third baseman to fill a gaping hole type of trade where it would just be overwhelmingly positive is that I think a lot of people feel like the Giants lost 98 games last year. They were bad in the second half of the year before. They have a bad farm system. They just gave away one of their best prospects who just turned 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, they just committed. We don't know the exact dollar figures, but Longoria has $86 million left on his deal if you don't count the option in that last year. So I was just looking this up. And 2021, they will owe five players $94 million. And Brandon Belt will be the youngest of those players, and he will be 33 years old. And that does not count Madison Baumgartner, who you figure at some point will add, I don't know, $30 million right. to that and will also be in his 30s. So it is long-term, I think, a frightening situation. But Brian Sabian, when asked about that today, said, we don't rebuild, we reload. And that's what they felt they were doing. Yeah, long-term doesn't look great, no. you know, because you don't want to be paying – you really don't want to be paying anybody a lot of money five years from now, let alone players who are in their 30s. Um, Some of whom have already shown signs of decline. Yeah, but that's going to happen. So I think you summed it up great in a tweet. You said that there were going to be problems in 2019, 2020, 2021 if Evan Lagoria was on the team or not. So this is a way to make the 2018 team better. And you wonder if there's some in the organization that think, man, this is our last chance to really make a good run for at 2018. Hope that we can get great years from all of our guys who are right around 30 because we probably are in trouble after that. Yeah, I think the one thing that stands out to me, and, and I am generally of the uh, take a step back mode and that this is headed for like a Phillies-level disaster yeah. and possibly is there already. Um, so I think there are points where they should take a step back. On the other hand – Put the ballpark aside, put the seats aside, all that. This is a generational group of Giants with Buster Posey, Madison Bumgarner, Brandon Crawford, these guys who will forever be some of the best players in franchise history. And they are into their 30s in some cases. And in Bumgarner's case, he has two years left on his contract. So if you want to make the argument that we feel like we have two years left with this core of really those – it's a big core, but you have those three guys who have been known as untouchables and and guys that they would like to have – is forever giants, as they say, and you say we're going to do whatever we can in 2018 and 2019 to compete with those guys, and Longoria is part of that. I can buy that more easily than I can buy if, if you tell me that we don't rebuild because at some point everybody rebuilds, right. and at some point they did have to take a step back before building this dynasty. It was a, it was a bad day for the people who are in the camp of rebuild right now yeah. because you don't want to give up a prospect. You don't want to get a guy in their 30s that's owed a lot of money. But, you know, and I'm more of the – I'm the same way. I think you, you got to hit the reset button every once in a while and just see how many good assets you can get. But, honestly, that's the only thing you get from a rebuild. The, the idea that a rebuild will get you a championship down the line is just not true. The only thing a rebuild guarantees is that you'll get some guys who have a lot of potential. And the Phillies are seeing that right now, that their rebuild's not not going great because and a lot of those guys – And they're spending money now. And they, now they yeah. have to spend money. Uh, not going great because a lot of those guys um, just are not panning out, and they're not the superstars that they need to be. So it's a tough decision to make if you're an organization say, are we going to rebuild? Because that guarantees us nothing. It guarantees you you're going to get some guys who a lot of people like, who 
who are very young that could turn out to be very uh, cheap and the Houston Astros and you could win it in five years, but it doesn't guarantee anything outside of that. And who's to say that the Giants can't spend their way out of it in, in three or four years? You get under the tax this year. You don't have those penalties. You know, the Dodgers, you know, the Dodgers did what the Dodgers did. Who's to say the Giants can't do that, you know, three or four or five years from now? So I think they will have to because I think that's long-term the only way out of this is, is whether it's eating contracts, whether it's just straight up saying we are going to release this player or we are going to have this guy in our bench making, you know, potentially Hunter Pence could be a, a bench outfielder next year making $18.5 million. Um, or, or whether it's doing what the Dodgers did, which takes some creativity and finding a way to, to get some of those future payroll commitments so they're a little bit less restrictive. Now, the flip side of that is you have to have some guys come up at some point and be guys who can be part of that next team that you're adding to. It. They're always going to have money in free agency. They can always go spend. But So that, to me, is a little bit of the – they decided that Christian Arroyo was not ever going to be that guy, I think. And, and, you know, we saw his name come up a few times. So I, I think that's probably where you you really need Chris Shaw to be good. You really need Helio Ramos to, to be what – they expect him to be for, yeah. for Tyler Beatty to be a, a, a guy who can stick in the rotation for Chris Stratton to stick because at some point yeah. you need some of these guys to, to not be making $15 million. 500000 <laughs> Yeah. Right? And I do still think, although while I don't think he's going to be traded this offseason, Helio Ramos, I feel like he will never make it to the Giants. There's oh, He's going to be the, the big guy. On, that's the, that's our future. Like. I know. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking about that the other day riding Bart home. I'm like, you know, they're going to keep him this offseason, but, man, that big guy is going to be out there, and they're going to have to dangle Helio, and they're going to get him. But um, A year yeah. from now, they'll be sitting there and go, we, there's one more year in this window. We <laughs> yeah. feel like we need, to, we need to pull the trigger right now. But it is interesting. You talked to uh, Craig Mish on this podcast. And he said that your nemesis for a morning. My nemesis he apologized for to like you. a half. Yeah, and I felt Craig good Mish, about very that. Very nice guy. Seemed super nice. Very nice guy. And was you know was very honest about what he got right and what he got wrong. So yeah, I, I like him a lot more after hearing him the the Twitter conversation I had with him. Uh, but he mentioned that the Giants tried to put what, what his understanding was they tried to put Arroyo in the deal, and the Marlins said no to Arroyo. That's what he told you in the podcast. You remember that being the case? That week was a bore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, so I think yeah, I think he said that the the Giants tried to put him in the deal. Marlon said no. Um, who knows if that's accurate or not? But uh, it, it seems to to reason it. And we did hear Arroyo's name in a Machado deal as well. He so, was offered, right? So yeah, that poor Christian I, that kind of indicates. I something. hope he wasn't on Twitter this month. <laughs> a, a guy who still had some pedigree came up, played as a twenty one year old but that apparently the Giants were more than willing to deal to multiple teams in multiple uh, ways. So that uh, it tells you something. He could still come back to be – I mean, the story is not written on him, of course, right? Some injuries this past year, but but the Giants were pretty willing to, to move him out, it seems like. I thought you were going to say he could still come back because everybody comes back. Oh, that's true, so too. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was – it did sound on that conference call this morning like they are like, we knew it was going to take some pain and we had to trade somebody away, and it did sound like they – zeroed in on him and part of that could be frankly i think christian's best position is second base yeah and joe panic has not been in any of the offseason deals no matter what's been reported so that might have just been like a look this is the place we could most easily trade a guy as opposed to the pitchers who they obviously need now that they traded matt moore um and chris shaw who is potentially a power hitting outfielder 
who they need. Uh, I am going to get to, because I promised this several times today for people who have been with us all day. Yeah. But it's funny when something like this happens, you get a million questions right away and you're like, I don't have time to answer yeah. any of these. And, and I try to get to as many as I can. Um, and then Facebook Live, again, a million questions. So I am going to get to some of the ones that we didn't get to, starting with Robert at Giants 55. Hey, I Robert. hear from him all the time. He has a very cool avatar of Buster Posey. Oh, I know Robert, yeah. You know Robert. His question was, will Giants continue to try to move salary, Samarja slash Pence? I think you can't with Samarja because, look, they need pitching. Yeah. They're, not gonna, they're still not going to out-hit teams, even with Longoria and whoever else they add. Um, so they need pitching, and right now their rotation probably is a little thin because they're relying a lot on young players. And then Hunter Pence, they never asked him. I, uh, he was rumored on Friday for a few minutes there, I think scared a lot of people. They never asked him to waive his no-trade, at least as of last week. And, and he has a full no-trade clause. Uh, Hunter loves being a giant. I don't think Hunter would mind taking a little bit of a step back. Uh, he's competitive, but I think he also wants to win. And we know Lexi, and Lexi loves San Francisco. They both love San Francisco. Yeah. Um, they're huge parts of the city. They're very active in the city, and I, I can't imagine them going anywhere. It would see, it would seem to be a, a very difficult situation to even imagine how they would trade the or waive the no trade clause because is he going someplace to start? Probably yeah. not. Doesn't you know, make if he's any not going to start here. I mean, I, I feel like if the Giants really wanted to to get away from Hunter Pence, they would just have to cut him, which really doesn't no good because he's still got to pay the whole whole contract at that part. And I don't think they should cut him because I think. Last year, and you mentioned it, uh, the leadoff spot, he showed some stuff. He, he, he'd actually performed pretty well in the final two months of the year. He performed pretty well. So I think Hunter Pence can be of value to him. You know, not $18 million worth of value to him, but enough value to where you'd rather have him on your team than just be paying this whole contract not to play for you. I think as of Wednesday afternoon as we're taping this, is probably the leadoff hitter. So Yeah. Because he was late in the year. Right. And they're just – that's what the Giants do. I don't think they're going to go crazy with a Joe Panic or right. maybe Panic. And I do want to um, say too, and, and I I picked the wrong pitcher. Remember earlier, I thought I did think they would trade a starting pitcher. Did you say Cueto? I thought it would be Cueto yeah. or maybe Samarja. I never thought it would be Matt Moore. <laughs> Turns After out Matty Mo has yeah. some value. I did not. <laughs> yeah, outside I, I the nine million, even more than the nine million contract. So that yeah. was a good good pickup by Bobby Evans. I, I was kind of curious what. I was like, you, well, it was like it was a cost-cutting move. I was like, well, you could have just not picked yeah. up the option and not had to worry about it. But then I thought about it. They probably had to do that maybe for some protection in case Johnny Cueto opted out yeah. so that you had to have someone there. And, and also then, got a couple flyers. On. They did. They must have felt that they could trade him at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always of the opinion that, like, people would ask me on Twitter all the time, yeah, that guy had the worst ERA in the National League last year, and it was not – it was – deserved i like matt Moore. I, I really do he's a nice guy but the numbers were deserved given the way he pitched so i was like if somebody wants to take him off your hands for nine million uh good luck and the rangers did so but look american league pitching is a little bit different you can have yeah. like that five era and i covered and matt Moore when he came up and pitched for the rays in texas i was working for mlb network i did that game and right after the game, I interviewed Matt Moore. So maybe John Daniels and everyone still remember Matt Moore beating a him. Great in the, interview back in the play. <laughs> yeah, remember that great interview and remember what Matt Moore did on the field against him. So do you remember what Evan Longoria did that day? Two for three. No, okay. I don't remember. Yeah, <laughs> with two uh, home runs. A couple more questions. Um, and like I will say, people send us like evergreen questions. We'll answer them as yeah. we continue to do the podcast, even through the holidays, because there are no holidays apparently <laughs> for the Giants. For uh, you, Jason Amico. This is kind of a Matt Moore-ish question. He asked a few things, but he said, 
is a serviceable back of the rotation starter something they will look at now that Moore is in Texas? Um, I do think they're going to add a starting pitcher. I don't think it'll be a, a big name. I don't even think it'll be a big league deal necessarily. Well, CC just got ten million. So yeah. if you're if you're thinking that level, it's going to have to be well below. I that I think level. it'll be like the equivalent of what we saw last year with like Aaron Hill, where they add a veteran dude who's like come into camp with a pretty good idea that there's not a lot in front of you and you can make right this team and then get a guaranteed deal and, and make a couple million maybe incentives. I know there's a Trevor Cahill rumor the other day, which I don't know about that, but that to me is just like the perfect type. And whether it's one or two of those guys, I think you bring them in. And, and the flip side of the offense is that in that ballpark, you can put pretty much any veteran who has some idea of what he's doing out there and say go give us five innings and give up two or three runs yeah and you can be our number five starter until as hard as it is yeah. to get free agent hitters it's should be that easy should to be get pretty a guy easy to take a one-year deal and to find a guy like that yeah i could see that um just uh, compete for a job uh, but i do think i mean it depends on what they want to do with ty block if they like where he is as kind of a swing man then you really kind of want to look at a veteran because i don't know that tyler Beatty is ready or Andrew Suarez is ready. You already figure Chris Stratton is your number four. So, yeah, it, it does seem like they, they do have to. A flyer-type guy, but maybe a flyer-type guy that you feel like will make it. Not like a – you know, the, Ricky Romero was a guy that hadn't been good for a while, but yeah, he was trying to make a comeback. Well. But that Somebody who pitched last year in yeah. a rotation somewhere. There will be that guy sitting there in January who you can give a non-guaranteed deal to. And then we know the Giants, and we know that he'll make the team. Annabelle and Sanchez. Did he sign somewhere? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> How about a certain ripped former giant who is working out at a facility in oh. Seattle who showed up yesterday out of nowhere? Freakishly showed up on Instagram. I would love to cover that. I also would be terrified of them making that move because he would make like 27 starts somehow, and yeah. he was not good <laughs> the last but, time I, mean, I saw How him. great would that be if he just took a year off, redid his body, he's longer away from that hip surgery, He's throwing like 92 again, and he's a number five starter. If Larry Bear is listening, I will say this. He understands this right now. There are a lot of angry fans after last season, and Evan Longoria is a very good player. I don't know that he moved the needle much for a lot of the people who are upset about last season. But if number 55 shows up at FanFest, he will. Yeah. <laughs> they will at least be interesting. But there, you'll also get that backlash too, though, which I th- – think you got there will be a lot of coming back you know so i I do i do think there's going to be some like if if timmy does walk through those doors you're going to get the 25 percent of fans that are like not again you know what's funny about the timmy photo and i i was going to tweet this but i didn't know how to like phrase it correctly maybe it's easier on to talk about but like everybody was all the headlines i saw yesterday were like tim wins comes back and he's jacked yeah and i was like that's like kind of what timmy looked like when he was i think he's put on some weight um and it was hard to tell. That was certainly a very orchestrated yeah. photo, and it was all done in that respect. There were times where he went back and forth, but for the most part, like that guy looked like a gymnast at all times. Yeah, you know that's what I, I said that too because we were doing some updates um, here at NBC Bay Area, and in one of them they said, you know, he does. I said he does look ripped, although I I said I don't recall seeing him that often without his shirt <laughs> shirt on when he played, so I couldn't really be the the judge but alex you've seen him with his shirt off and you feel like he's been ripped a lot okay i could give you a lot of updates on who is ripped who is not yeah (laughs) yeah who has shown up to man some guys show up at spring training some years and you're like did that Uh guy work out for the last four months yeah and usually that's when it's a guy who you thought was going to make the team and then he some young guys sometimes i won't throw anybody under the bus but 
Every once in a while, a young guy will show up and they'll be like, Uh-oh. did you think just because you made like 12 appearances last year that you were going to be on the opening day roster? Yeah. So That's like me. That's like yeah. me every February. Actually, it's like me every February after I'm done eating oregano's every day in Scottsdale. Oh, that's coming up. <laughs> I'll get to one more. This is from – you know what? This is two questions. Okay. A lot of people ask this. I don't have anybody specifically, but a ton of people asked me this morning, what does this mean for Pablo? And I just want to bring this up because I think it's hilarious. Uh, I think I asked Bobby. I asked somebody at the winter meetings what Pablo's role is going to be going forward. I think it was Bobby, and he said, we view him as a Joaquin Arias type. So kind of like a third base, pinch hitting, a little time at first, um, which makes sense as a role. I just thought it was hilarious that Pablo Sandoval and Joaquin Arias were put in the same sentence. Are now the same so, person. Yeah, it was two very different guys, very different backgrounds, very different statures, same role. I think Pablo will be good in the role of just kind of coming off the bench and spot start at third and getting at bat here or there. I think that's a good role Their for bench Pablo. is starting to – if you're coming to camp looking for a bench job, Hunley resigned. Pablo is going to be on that opening day roster yep. most likely. So – it's running a, running a little low for the younger guys and the guys who are out of options. Right. Um, last question here that we'll get to. And, again, thanks to everybody who asked questions and downloads. Uh, I did tape a podcast at the winter meetings that we haven't had a chance to run yet, but a former giant, so that'll be fun. Ooh. Some guy who was randomly there. So continue to subscribe and download. Uh, but the last question here, a lot of questions asking about Steven Duggar and what this means. And – I did say we're not going to get into much of what else is going on because anything yeah. can happen at any moment. But it does seem like they're starting to fill holes elsewhere with veteran guys. And so you do wonder if at some point the Duggar plan in center field starts to make more sense. The Duggar-Gorky's plan, right? I mean, you, you brought up the fact of going with Gorky's Which I Hernandez. brought up at the winter meetings in a session with Brian Sabian and Bobby Evans and Bruce Bochy, and it was not met with a – that didn't go well. Was not met with overwhelming support. So they're not totally. It was kind of like, a, yeah, I guess we could. So, oh, that's interesting. But yeah. I, but I don't feel like they would start opening day with Duggar either. No. So there will probably be another guy in here. Um, we'll see what happens with the other positions. Because I mean, it, you know, and yeah, we don't want to get into too much what could happen because it could be outdated by the time this gets out. But. Yeah, you go power bat and a corner, or do you go speedster in center field? Speedster in center field is going to have to be a trade. I mean, power in the corner could be a trade too. Maybe I mean, maybe they feel they have something with Chris Shaw that could be available pretty early as power as your left fielder. Jarrett Parker you still have. Um, yeah, Duggar, I, I, I'm, I'm pumped to see Duggar. Just I am be- too. Because he – you know, he had that slow start in the Arizona Fall League, and then I think he ended up leading the whole league in stolen bases by the end of it. So I, I'm i pumped to see him just because so many people you talk to in the organization just rave about him. Yeah, I've heard uh, – I've said this before. I mean, people say he's like the center field version potentially of Brandon Crawford in terms of just being competitive and serious and a worker. And hair. Um, just really and the hair. hair. He has yeah. the hair. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, we Tyler Beattie was on a few weeks ago and, and raved about what, what Duggar does. So I think – that is a guy we've talked about a lot here. And it does seem like as you kind of go down the list of of young guys who can be part of next year's team, I mean, Christian Arroyo was probably the guy who you were looking at as the most likely option because there wasn't a lot in front of him at third base. Now he is gone. Uh, Tyler Beatty, I think, is going to get a ton of time next year. They do feel like he's very close okay. to being ready, and they don't want to break him into the bullpen. So I, I think he will probably maybe be that like May edition after he's just gone back to AAA for a few starts. Uh 
Chris Shaw, one interesting thing at the winter meetings, they said we're view, we view Shaw more as a 2019 and beyond hmm. contributor. So I think Chris, unfortunately for him, I know he is is anxious to get up here. And certainly you can always play your way up, as we saw Christian Arroyo do last year. But mm-hmm. it does sound like they're trying to really plan it so that they don't need Chris Shaw next year. Um, but it, it is a shorter list than it was 24 hours ago of, of young guys in their early to mid-20s who could be part of next year's team. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're 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 going to be getting young, you know. Even though Evan Longoria is the third baseman for now in the future, they're going to be getting young. Starting pitcher Tyler Beatty, Chris Shaw at some point, Stephen Duggar, so that's still coming. I think they can they they're trying to do both at the same time, and I think, uh, you know, I I think that's a good idea. You know, you look at this off season, you say, okay, yeah, you like Longoria's production, you don't like his age. There's no there's no one answer that's great. There's there's just not. You know, you get Manny Machado. Oh, I love him, but you got to give up Helio Ramos and Tyler Beattie. Like, well, no, I don't love that anymore. You know, I don't know what the deal would be for him. So it's a, there's it's never going to be something where you're a hundred percent happy with it, and that's where the Giants are right now. And they they're using their money to their advantage. Which, as a fan of a team, honestly, you'd rather see that than the prospects. Even though I know they gave up Christian Arroyo. Yeah, you give them credit for that. I mean, they're. They're spending money for the most part. They're trying to they're trying to get under the tax, but they're also long term committing more money to this group. So at some point, like we said at the beginning here, there's there's a bill coming and it's gonna be yeah. ugly and they'll have to find their way out of that. But I think they they feel like they can compete next year and whether you agree with that or not, uh, Evan Longoria makes them a, a significantly better team in two thousand eighteen. Yep and gave us an emergency Evan Longoria podcast. So we'll see if there's what comes next. I think probably at least a couple more moves this offseason. We'll be back to talk about all this, and then we'll do our normal Thursday uh, yeah. thing and you'll talk hear, Giants. And You'll hear the sirens for the next yeah. emergency. <laughs> we will. Hopefully it's not as early in the morning. as yeah. This one was like 845 in the morning. So a little early for us to get going. But uh, we'll be back. Thanks, everybody, everybody, for listening to the first Emergency Giants made a move. Yeah. (laughs) First of many, probably. It is out of here. In the center field, and this game is over. Got him. And that's a perfect game. Swing it about. The Giants are world champions. The Giants Insider Podcast on CSNBayArea.com. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.